Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Very nervous. I'm Nick Ainelli. And in other news, a spotlight cast on the work of D.C.'s 911 call center. I'm Dick Oliano. The man credited with inspiring all Islamic terror groups has died. I'm J.J. Green. Our region is about to get a new area code. And on Wall Street, the Dow gains 549. It's 7 o'clock. Powerful Hurricane Ian slams into southwest Florida. The pounding and relentless wind... Florida's governor warns people in other parts of the state be prepared for some impacts. President Biden promising we'll be there to help you clean up and rebuild. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Hurricane Ian makes landfall in southwest Florida by Cayo Costa near Fort Myers. It hit as a Category 4 storm with 150-mile-per-hour winds. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas on his experience as the eye was coming ashore. The conditions right now are as bad as we have seen so far here in the Fort Myers area. Not only the pounding and relentless wind, but the storm surge. There is debris in the water. A short time ago, we saw a boat that had gone unmoored floating by, and there was also CBS's is Omar Villafranca in Bradenton. There's no police officers out. The streets are empty. A lot of places are boarded up. They're heeding the warning. That is good news. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says of the storm surge. In some areas, uh, we think it's hit 12 feet. Now, it is our meteorologist's view that the storm surge has likely peaked. More than one million customers are without power. Even central Florida will be affected. I'm Peter King in Orlando. The wind and rain come and go here. Right now it's blowing pretty hard and raining pretty hard, and we expect that to intensify during the night and into tomorrow morning where we could get hurricane force winds and lots more rain. The storm is moving slowly, and forecasters think it could drop as much as a foot in some areas here, maybe more, and that could mean heavy flooding. President Biden tells Floridians Hurricane Ian is incredibly dangerous and life-threatening. Evacuate when ordered. Be prepared. Storm warnings are real. The evacuation notices are real. The danger is real. And when the storm passes, the federal government's going to be there to help you recover. Veteran journalist Bill Plant, long a mainstay of CBS News, has died at the age of 84. CBS's Stephen Portnoy. For more than five decades on CBS. I'm Bill Plant at the White House. He told the stories of our times. Negro leaders know. From Bloody Sunday in Selma. I was shocked by the raw hatred. To America's first black president. Hundreds of thousands braved freezing temperatures to witness the swearing in of Barack Obama. A stalwart on the White House beat and a former president of the White House Correspondents Association, Bill Plant was widely admired by his colleagues for his decency, good humor, and fearless reporting. Did you make a mistake in sending arms to Tehran, sir? No. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News. Wall Street and sharply higher. Now this. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. It is 7.03 here on WTOP, Wednesday evening, September 28th, 2022. Right now, 60 in Gaithersburg, down to the 40s later.
Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Michelle Bash. Our top story this hour, as you've been hearing on CBS News, Hurricane Ian made landfall in southwest Florida this afternoon at a, as a catastrophic Category 4 storm. In Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin today declared a state of emergency in advance of the storm, which is expected to impact parts of the Commonwealth starting Friday. The declaration allows Virginia to start mobilizing people and equipment needed to respond. Right now in Florida, the hurricane is heading inland where it is expected to weaken, but residents of central Florida could still experience hurricane force winds. One Florida evacuee who came to the D.C. area was able to escape Tampa yesterday on one of the last flights out. After evacuating her home in St. Petersburg, Florida, Alice Honeycutt went to board her flight, which was bound for Reagan National. It was a very strange thing being in the Tampa airport. She says everyone there seemed nervous. You could feel the sentiment of people getting away from the storm. But Honeycutt made it here safely and is now staying with family in Hyattsville. She got out just in time. My flight was at 340 and the airport was going to close at 5 o'clock. I was very nervous what I would do if that flight did not take off. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. New this evening, 911 call dispatchers in D.C. have come under fire recently for either a slow response or mistakenly sending emergency crews to the wrong address. In some cases, people died. Today, D.C.'s 911 call center underwent three hours of scrutiny during an online roundtable about its operations. The Office of Unified Communications had critics and defenders in the roundtable conducted by the D.C. Council Judiciary Committee. Chairman Charles Allen said the 911 call center has not owned up to its mistakes. Consistently, we've seen issues of blown addresses, failure to relay updated information to responding personnel, delayed dispatches. Allen announced OUC's interim director, Karima Holmes, was not able to attend the roundtable. But Renee Gordon, a veteran of regional 911 operations, said there's a nationwide shortage of 911 staff, and D.C.'s further hampered by a high number of calls. We're lacking staff, and the problem with D.C. is that we have a large amount of 911 calls. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Now to Fairfax County, where investigators say a man killed his own father. Fairfax County Police a 36-year-old Sammy Hassanin killed his 82-year-old father, Talit Hassanin. Officers were called to a home over on Justice Place in Franconia yesterday afternoon. They found Talit at the bottom of the basement stairs where he died. During the investigation, detectives found significant trauma to Talit's upper body and determined his death was no accident. His adult sons, who also lived in the home, were questioned, leading to Sammy's arrest. He's now charged with second-degree murder and is being held without bond. Anyone with information about the incident should contact Fairfax County Police. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Maryland has a new area code. It's 227, and it'll be assigned to the same area served by the 240 and 301 area codes we know so well. That includes the D.C. suburbs here along with Southern and Western Maryland. The state's Public Service Commission estimates it's going to run out of 240 and 301 telephone numbers before the middle of next year, and then it will start assigning numbers to the 227 area code. Coming up after traffic and weather, NBC4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer will be with us. He'll provide an update on Hurricane Ian's impact on Florida, and he'll talk about what the storm might bring to our region later. It's 7.07. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first.
Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. WTOP proudly hosts a small business September series presented by Eagle Bank. Throughout the month, see, hear, and interact with stories and advice shared by business leaders whose companies and organizations work to support the region's business community. Our thanks to the Greater Washington Board of Trade, the Greater Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Prince William County Economic Development, BizLodge, a division of Arlington Economic Development, Industrious, and Eagle Bank. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Visit the Small Business September Hub. Go to WTOP.com and search Small Business September. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Great to have you here at 708. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. We're going to Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Virginia, 66 westbound after 29 Gainesville. Had a crash along the right side. I think they have that out of the roadway now as speeds are starting to pick up. Headed west of Manassas toward Gainesville. And Ballsford Road at Ashton Avenue. That uh, has a crash involving a truck. So be alert for that. It is a concrete truck into a car, so that could be there for a while on Ballsford Road at Ashton Avenue in Manassas. 95 South, you do slow down just a bit getting over the Occoquan to 123 from Morton. And Beltway Interloop still has some volume uh, from the Dulles Toll Road to the American Legion Bridge. In Maryland, things are running pretty well on the Beltway. Just a brief slowdown on the Interloop through Bethesda into Silver Spring and Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Did have an incident in the roadway southbound after 197. I believe they cleared it. It was a broken-down car. Should find the lanes open. And speeds are starting to pick up. 95 is good to go, as is 270. And 50 out to the Bay Bridge runs pretty much without delay. Join the YMCA today with zero enrollment fees and move forward toward achieving your health and wellness goals. Enjoy playing pickleball, tennis, swimming, and getting a great workout. Visit ymcadc.org to learn more. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. We are watching the latest on Hurricane Ian. And first, a quick glance at our local forecast. Let's go live to Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Yeah, and that local forecast, really a great day across our area. Sunshine, a little bit on the breezy side at times. But all in all, just a great afternoon. And we're going to see a really nice night tonight. Once again, though, it is going to be a rather cool night across our area as we make our way through the over night into the day on your Thursday. Looking at a cool start. Temperatures in the low to mid 40s and in the suburbs uh, downtown rather. We're going to be around uh, 50, 51 degrees. So again, it's going to be a cool start. As we make our way through the afternoon tomorrow though, back into the upper 60s to around 70. Friday, the clouds move in and so does the rain as Ian moves our way. It does look like now we're going to start to see rain late in the day on Friday so it could impact our, our Friday evenings as far as uh, any football games going on or any uh, outdoor activities. Definitely going to be an issue there in Ian's rain sticky with us right on through the weekend out there right now we're currently sitting at 64 in Bowie, 65 in silver spring gaithersburg though only coming in at 60 all right doug on to hurricane ian as it stands right now or maybe not stands um, move slightly here what's happening mm -hmm. right now in florida how would you summarize the past few hours as it came ashore uh, it's extremely scary for the people who have seen this come ashore. Uh, I have family that are in the path that just went through the eye wall. 
Um, it's it's extremely scary. It's extremely dangerous. Areas like Tampa Bay, it really, really escaped the worst of this. And thank goodness, you know, just two days ago, we were so worried about this going on in Tampa. But this was Fort Myers and Fort Myers Beach. Uh, you've got houses underwater right now. There are now ongoing, um, I, I was about to say ongoing rescues, but they're not seeing ongoing rescues because the s- services cannot get in there. The fire department, the military, which right now is ready to go with helicopters, cannot get in there because the winds continue. Uh, Fort Myers has now set an all-time record for storm surge at 7 feet, but they're seeing storm surge along the beaches upwards of 10 to 12 feet, and that makes sure that, that goes right up to the top of the top of a first floor. It's starting to get into the second floor, and I'm seeing reports now of people that are actually in their attics trying to get out, and the only way through an attic is going to be right on through it all the way up to the top of your house. That's something we saw so much of back in Hurricane Katrina all the way back in 2005. Ian was already a monster storm before it came ashore. Then mm-hmm. it rapidly intensified right before it did. Why did that happen? Yeah, we saw what what's called an eyewall replacement cycle. That happened yesterday afternoon. And when that happens, you get a newly formed eye. The storm does not develop as far as strengthening. It doesn't strengthen during that time. But once you have a new eye formed, that new eye can then take the storm to a new level. And that's exactly what happened. It moved over very warm waters. Um, you had the air aloft that was very helpful. In, in helping the storm to generate even more power. So it went from a Category 3, 130-mile-an-hour storm or 125-mile-an-hour storm to 155-mile-an-hour storm right before landfall. Uh, the strongest winds that I've seen with this so far have been about 140, so I haven't seen anything over 150 just yet. But again, 140-mile-an-hour winds, uh, that'll do some damage. Incredible. You were very concerned about storm surge when yeah. we last spoke last night. Could this storm, Doug, be historic in terms of the storm surges and their devastating effects on several parts of Florida. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've seen record storm surge in Key West. We saw record storm surge in Naples from this. We've seen record storm surge in Fort Myers, and it's not done yet. I mean, the storm still has onshore flow uh, south of the Sarasota area, so you're going to see storm surge all along that part of the coast, uh, and that's going to go on not only for the rest of the night, but right on into the day tomorrow. So you're talking about numerous high tide cycles, seeing tremendous amounts of water. Tampa has had actually blowout tide so the water has actually gone out instead of in as far as Tampa Bay is concerned but that's going to be different once the storm gets to the north you'll start to see westerly winds and Tampa will see some storm surge it will not be nearly as bad as what they're dealing with down to the south but even around Tampa they're still expecting a couple of feet and then you go out toward the east in areas like Jacksonville once the storm exits into the Atlantic Jacksonville could see four to six feet of storm surge and that is going to pose a lot of problems on the east coast and this storm could actually intensify possibly even into a, a, a hurricane again and make its way in towards parts of south and north carolina uh, by the end of this week before mm-hmm. heading our way with rain and then obviously we want to talk about our region virginia yeah. maryland dc what could we be looking at yeah i really think our area is going to see rain and some wind it's not going to be bad i'm not anticipating a, a strong storm here uh rain upwards of one to two inches but that's over a three to four day period so that would not help or that would not give us much in the way of flooding so i'm not too worried about that as of right now i'm not too worried about the wind the peak winds maybe up for 30 35 miles an hour maybe a little bit higher up along the chesapeake bay that's that coming in Saturday into the day on Sunday. Uh, areas like Norfolk and Virginia Beach, however, over towards Ocean City, could see tropical storm force winds uh, and, and a lot more in the way of rainfall, upwards of two to five inches of rain down into those regions. Now, that's with the latest track. 
As I mentioned, we're waiting to see what's going on now because this storm still has a long way to go before it makes its way our way. Doug, we know you really haven't had a chance to even sit down and take a sip of water for many hours, so we really do appreciate you joining us here for this update. Absolutely. Thanks, it's, it's, it's dinner break time for me. Thank you. <laughs> That's Doug Kammerer. He's Storm Team 4's chief meteorologist. And weather is brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Some new uniforms maybe you haven't seen yet for the commanders. Rob will talk about that as they take on Dallas in a few days. Stay right here. Success is picking up extra shifts, but now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door, but now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone. And for more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has been helping working adults like you succeed again. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs with online and hybrid courses. Our MBA and most graduate cyber courses start October 5th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now Rob Woodfork. All right, Nationals-Braves just underway at Nats Park. Uh, now in the bottom of the first inning, no score. Josiah Gray, clean first, uh, t- uh, top of the first inning there as uh, they look to stave off a sweep at the hands of Atlanta. Meanwhile, it's getting late early for the Orioles in that American League wildcard race. No score between the O's and Red Sox in Boston, a virtual must-win series. For Baltimore, And speaking of virtual must-wins, the Commanders have one in Dallas Sunday. They'll wear all black for the first time in franchise history. And uh, you, you hope that it's not uh, dressing for your own funeral, Carson Wentz, if you take nine more sacks. The simple answer is just find ways to get rid of the ball. You know, find the check down, find the underneath route, maybe cut your losses, take off and run, you know, different things. So every play was different, but there's definitely a lot of that that I could have done better, and I look forward to to doing better uh, as we go forward. There's some definitely chances for that, and I'll learn from it. A banged-up offensive line, not a good way to do that. Uh, Charles Leno, Wes Schweitzer sidelined at today's practice. Sam Cosme among the seven players that were limited participants. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Hurricane Ian makes landfall in southwest Florida near Fort Myers as one of the most powerful storms ever recorded in the U.S. There's flooding across a wide area as Ian crawls northeastward. Warnings now go up in the Carolinas. And then starting Friday, the storm's effects will be felt here in Virginia. Tonight, Governor Glenn Youngkin has declared a state of emergency to help agencies prepare for, at times, heavy rain and strong wind gusts. The head of D.C.'s 911 dispatch center was a no-show today before a D.C. Council Oversight Committee. Karima Holmes had a family emergency. The focus was mistakes that delayed urgent care, including sending first responders to the wrong addresses. Multiple families testified about how their loved ones died. Do stay with us here on WTOP for more about these stories in just minutes. New tonight, a shooting this afternoon at D.C.'s Union Station sent one person to the hospital. It happened just before 4 in the west wing of the station. An Amtrak spokesperson says the victim was shot in the foot and a suspect is in custody. Stay with WTOP. We'll let you know when we learn more. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Here's Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. On 395 northbound, out of Virginia, into town, slow getting over the 14th Street Bridge. Uh, seems to pick up uh, rather abruptly near 12th Street, so be alert for that near Potomac Park. Maybe an incident in the roadway there. And traffic westbound on the freeway, or southbound 395 passing the 3rd Street Tunnel. That is quite slow getting to a point near Main Avenue uh, where the pace picks up. 
in Virginia. 66 West, slow through Manassas, the crash at Gainesville, out of the roadway now, and 95 South is slow from Route 1 over the Occoquan to 123. A little bit of volume on the inner loop from the toll road up to about the American Legion Bridge. And in Maryland, traffic continues to run well on the Beltway, briefly slow between Bethesda and Silver Spring on the inner loop. 270 is without delay. Eastbound 70 had a crash about midway between Myersville and Braddock Heights. That should be on the right shoulder now, State Highway says. And uh, 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each doing all right. Same with 50 getting out to the Bay Bridge. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stennifer. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Once again, it's going to be a chilly one. Most of us will see lows in the 40s. Lows being the lower 50s closer into the district. Nice day on Thursday. Partly cloudy skies. A bit cool, though. Highs from 65 to 70. Those temperatures about 5 degrees below average. Cloud cover Friday. A chance of a late day shower. Highs around 70. The remnants of Ian come our way over the weekend. Rainy and breezy on Saturday. Highs low to mid 60s. And rainy and breezy again on Sunday. The rain could be heavy at times. Highs low to mid 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 immediately. Meteorologist Mike Stinniford. 66 degrees in Roslyn, Farragut Square, and L'Enfant Plaza at this hour. Lows tonight in the lower 50s. We could see 40s in the suburbs. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. This is your weather alert station, WTOP, as we continue to track the now slow-moving Hurricane Ian once it came ashore a little after 3 o'clock this afternoon. Stay with us for a special report on WTOP. And now, from WTOP's Small Business September Series, presented by Eagle Bank, here's Jack McDougall, President and CEO of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. Particularly for small businesses on the on the pay side, I think that's a real challenge. What I think is emerging, though, what you see out there is more and more employees are looking for a sense of purpose. And so it's mission-driven. And so I think organizations right now that have a really compelling mission value or a purpose value proposition are attracting people. And so I think that's true at the, at the small business level, particularly in the nonprofits, as well as at larger companies. And so there's a real emphasis on that. I think one of the things the pandemic did for all of us is it just caused us to take a pause and rethink. To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Eagle Bank, building business, building relationships. 721. Check out DC News Now, your new local news station in the DMV, with more reporters in the field than anyone else, and four locations throughout the DMV. We have late news, but not too late. Join us on DC News Now at 9 p.m. Visit dcnewsnow.com slash watch to check your local listings. Mornings, evenings, and late news that's not too late. We'll see you there. With a siloed approach to security, agencies often find they're unable to handle the changing nature of today's threat environment. To keep pace with dynamic attacks and ensure greater peace of mind, agencies are on the lookout for more centralized visibility and quick resolution of their security issues. Trellix is at the forefront of the XDR revolution, pioneering a brand new way to bring detection, response, and remediation together in a single living security solution. Learn more about XDR. Visit Trellix.com. This is WTOP News. We were expecting a special report from CBS News as we continue to follow the latest information on the uh, hurricane, of course. Uh, it's uh, been a pounding southwestern Florida for several hours since a little after 3 o'clock when 
the uh, storm first came ashore. Now, it had 155-mile-an-hour winds as it hit southwestern Florida, not far from Fort Myers. Since then, of course, it's been crawling along slowly, pushing to the northeast, eventually to move through northern Florida, the Carolinas, then up here to Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. to affect us. But that won't be until Friday. So we're going to continue to bring you the latest here, hopefully get a special report from CBS News in just a little bit. Uh, Hurricane Ian flooding streets and buildings, knocking out power, threatening the catastrophic damage we've talked so much about as it moves through Florida. Omar Villafranca with CBS News with an update now from Bradenton. That is southwest of Tampa. This is the Manatee River, and it is choppy. Water is coming over the Riverwalk. We're expecting a storm surge that could be anywhere from 7 to 10 feet. Part of that will be driven by some of this wind that you're seeing around me. 50 miles an hour, some of the gusts up to 80 miles an hour. Rain right now. This is actually a little bit of rain right now. We're expecting 10 to 12 inches. Omar Villafranca reporting for CBS News in Bradenton, Florida. Take a look at the storm damage. Read a lot more tonight at WTOP.com. New this evening, at least six people, all adults, are in the hospital after they were shot near a cluster of schools in Oakland, California today. Three are in critical condition. The conditions of the other three are unknown at this time. It happened at King Estate Campus in the eastern part of the city around 1.45 local time. Police say it's no longer an active situation, but no one is in custody at this time. Stay with WTOP and WTOP.com. We will bring you more as we get it. A much-loved boxing coach was killed on Saturday in D.C. As his family continues to mourn his loss, his son plans to honor his dad by taking to the ring in a big match. It's a contest the two had been training for for a long time. Arthur Buddy Harrison Jr. coached at Old School Boxing in Hillcrest Heights, Maryland. And among his students, his son, boxer Dusty Hernandez Harrison. Everyone would say, like, yeah, you know, you got a perfect excuse not to fight again, but I think it'd be a perfect excuse to anyone but but buddy as police search for the person who killed his dad hernandez harrison says the outpouring of support for his family has been incredible and he's truly learned how much his dad loved his community i'm getting told hey you know your father always used to make sure we got home from school okay as hernandez harrison takes to the ring and the beltway battles is coming saturday he says it'll be difficult not having his dad in there motivating him he was a great corner man mike marillo wtop news 725 money news jeff claybaugh the Dow rallied 549 points Wednesday. That was a 2% gain. Contracts signed to buy an existing home fell for the third straight month in August. Ride-hailing company Lyft has now implemented a hiring freeze to cut costs. It has 4,500 corporate employees. Star New York City chef and top chef judge Tom Colicchio is opening his first fine dining restaurant in D.C., a 10,000-square-foot restaurant at 701 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Money News sponsored by Transurban. Tolling and HOV rules are in effect on the 66 express lanes between Route 29 in Gainesville and the Route 28 interchange. Pay to ride with easy pass and more options. Say goodbye to congestion at ride66express.com. Could be a record 18-foot storm surge in parts of Florida because of Hurricane Ian coming ashore just hours ago. Stay with your weather alert station, WTOP, for the latest. A complete picture of the battle space in seconds when every second counts. That is the power of JADC2. Joint all-domain command and control. Raytheon Intelligence in Space puts that power in the hands of warfighters. Connecting and fusing data from satellites, aircraft, ships, ground vehicles, and across cyberspace. Making sense of it. Securing it. And providing decision makers with the information they need to act. Across any domain and against any challenge. Raytheon Intelligence in Space. Visit rtx.com slash RIS. This is Mike Francesa. Join me each week on the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 
This is Real Sports Talk for the podcast generation. Subscribe to the free Mike Francis podcast today from wherever you get your podcasts. Don't even think about betting this football season until you check out the Sports Betters Paradise podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. The top college and pro football handicappers help you along all season long. Subscribe to Sports Betters Paradise wherever you get your podcasts.